a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Have you completely dedicated every part of yourself to And I said, well, what's the answer? And she says, that's the trouble. The answer is always no. I said, well, let's ask the question a different way. Has Jesus given everything for you? Has he dedicated his whole life to you? Has he invited you into his heart? And the answer to that is a glorious and gracious and conscious, freeing, comforting yes. Uh, only then we, we hear the gospel, that Jesus Christ came to earth, uh, was born of a Virgin Mary, lived a perfect life uh, in our place, and died the death that we deserved, took on the full wrath of God. All that was done for us so that we could be called righteous and holy in the eyes of God. That's not going to help with the who wants the data seminarian hotline right there. Before I let you go, I understand this shows how much of a betting man I am and how, how little I pay attention to the things going on around me. I understand we had some kind of a wager on a recent Cards Rockies series. Yeah, it's coming up this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The Rockies are going to uh, show the Cardinals how to play some baseball uh, here at Coors Field. You know, the Cards aren't doing that bad lately. <laughs> I know. I think this will be a preview of the postseason because you guys are winning your division and we're uh, we're uh, d- nailing down the wild card. So I think this will be a preview of what's to come. But how did it go? If you guys, if the Cardinals win, Table Talk Radio is going to send you guys a Table Talk Beer Stein. And if uh, and if uh, the Rockies win, you guys have uh, issues, etc. Bundle pack coming our way. So, oh, we do. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Go Rockies, huh? Yeah, that's great. The Rockies did. They swept the, well, they didn't sweep the series. They won two out of three uh, this last weekend uh, against the Cardinals. And so Table Talk Radio is victorious over the first Table Talk versus Issues, etc., baseball game series that's right welcome to table talk radio by the way uh with evan gigline and pastor brian wolf Mueller. uh now everybody's pa- favorite <laughs> theological game show that's right now i'm wondering if they're going to send us a uh, two bundle package because we're not in the same geographic location so do, do i get a bundle package and you get a bundle package i bet you just get one yeah i think so okay <laughs> well enjoy enjoy we'll the bundle package <laughs> Um, that's okay. I, you know, if we would have lost, I would have only sent them one beer sign instead of two. So, <laughs> no, I tried to call. They didn't pick up my phone call this morning when I tried to call and gloat. So Interesting. See if now, I can get a hold of them later. This, this happened about three to four weeks ago, as as you hear this. But uh, we're recording the day after the the last win, so uh, we're we're still pre- we haven't been talking about this for about four weeks. But uh, this is still new to us. So, <laughs> well, we have a solid lineup. This is for, time delay. <laughs> we have a solid lineup for a Table Talk Radio today. We're like spo- the Rockies. We're responding to the listeners <laughs> of Table Talk Radio. We have a, f- a phone message to respond to. Also, we're trying a brand new game called Christian or Secular. I'm excited about this game. Yeah, I don't know how this how well this is going to work out, but uh, basically, we're gonna, we're going to play a, a song. And uh, just by listening to the words, we're going to try to figure out whether it's a Christian song uh, from a band that calls himself a Christian band or just a, a secular band. So that, that's how that works. This was recommended to us by a listener, wasn't it? No, I thought of this. 
<laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. One of our listeners. So if it tanks, it's one of our listeners' fault. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, which is the listeners? We got a, a this music examining and trying to discern music is a big theme here that's developed with Table Talk Radio, and it's so we're, true. we'll go with it. In fact, we'll that's that's the uh, the theme of our our first um, listener that we're going to respond to, which we'll listen to in just a second. Um, but also, we're going to let you know that the last thing of the program will be playing Ten Commandments in the news. So let's listen to that first yes. caller to the Table Talk Radio. Listener response line at 866-851-5523. Here it is. Yes, I would like very much if Pastor Wolfmiller and Vicar Evan would uh, analyze the song Shine, Jesus Shine. It seems to be used more frequently in Lutheran churches during divine service, and the, the lyrics seem superficial to me. And I would like them to take a look at that on their one of their next shows. Uh, another comment I'd like to make concerns death. Uh, Pastor Wolfmiller uh, did a fine interview on issues, etc., recently, and I would like him to comment on cremation versus traditional burial. <clears throat> In this day and age, where cost is a major concern, many Christians are going the route of cremation primarily for financial reasons. Uh, Dr. Alvin Schmidt uh, once remarked on an Issues Etc. show and uh, commenting about his book, Ashes to Ashes, that he thought that Christians were losing a tremendous witness to the community, to the world, and to each other by going the cremation route, and that all Christian churches should assist members, if necessary, to financially afford versus cremation. I would like their comments. Thank you. Okay, well, first of all, uh, heading with your first one, Shine Jesus Shine, this is now the third person that has requested a Shine Jesus Shine to be crunched in our Table Talk Radio Praise Song Cruncher, and that is coming up soon. So the next time we play a Praise Song Cruncher, that will be the first to do. Um, also, okay, so cremation versus burial. Uh, are you familiar with this work by Alvin Schmidt, uh, Ashes to Ashes or Dust to Dust? Just, uh, Justin, I've looked at a few chapters of it. I uh, haven't read through the whole thing. Uh, he makes a strong argument in there, though. The book is about um, it's about the preference that the Christian should have uh, for burial over cremation. I don't know if um, if Dr. Schmidt goes so far as to say that cremation is a sin. I don't. I'm not sure. Um, uh, I've read it, but I don't. I don't remember that. I don't think so. I wouldn't say so either. Uh, the I think that how we treat our bodies after uh, after death is a, a matter of Christian freedom. Now that doesn't mean that you can do whatever you want with it. We always want to whatever we're doing. We want to confess our faith in Christ and our faith, especially when it comes to burial practices, uh, our, or what we do with the body after death. Uh, we want to confess our faith in the resurrection. And the way the church has always done this uh, is by burial. In fact, the uh, the Apostle Paul will use the picture of burial precisely to express the resurrection. Just like you bury a seed in the ground, and then it it, uh, it it sprouts and grows up, so we bury our bodies, and they will sprout and grow up. And this is just exactly um, uh, what uh, what happens in the resurrection. The body that's buried then comes up uh, to newness of life. Now, there are a few things to say, though, about cremation. Uh, the first is that in the ancient world, cremation was a, uh, was a confession of 
no faith in the resurrection. You know the old Gnostic bit, Evan? Uh, the division between flesh and spirit, and the flesh is and the spirit is uh, is good. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that if that's the case, uh, then what do you want to do with the flesh? If the if the flesh is bad, when now your soul has been set free from it, well, what do you do with the flesh? You get rid of it. You want you want to destroy it. That's right. You throw it in the garbage heap. I mean, that's really... And so that's, cremation was, in the ancient world, uh, doing just that. It's saying, we put the body where we put the trash, we're done with it now. Uh, but but I think now, people who prefer going for cremation are not doing it to somehow uh, put their thumb in God's nose or something. They're just say, hey, it's cheaper and doesn't take space. And I think in people's minds, they they have this idea that, that uh, disposing of a body by cremation is somehow cleaner than putting it in the ground or somehow more sterile or something. I think that's part of it, too. Uh, and if th- those are the reasons, uh, they might be misguided, but they are not sinful. They're not denying the Lord's gift of resurrection. Um, if, if there was someone, though, today that was uh, uh, trying to, I don't know, I, I don't know if this happens anymore, but if there if there was some sort of, a, you know, I don't know, Wiccan or something like that. They wanted to be cremated to, to smite the resurrection saying, you know, how is God going to resurrect this body if it's in ashes? Then, then we would be going back to the same thing uh, where it would be sinful in that regard because of the intent and the reason. Yes, that's exactly right. But the Christians would never think that. Uh, the Christian would never think, oh, now I'm done with my body because the Christian confesses every, you know, every day. I believe in the resurrection, the body, and the life everlasting. So that we know that the body, even after the soul has left it to go to be in the face of Jesus, we know that the body there is um, uh, still the gift of God. And he's given it to us to take care of until he calls it out of the grave on the last day. So we treat our uh, the bodies of our loved ones there. We, we lay them to rest. We treat them carefully. We pray for peace. Uh, a peaceful resting place in the grave, etc. And and here's something else: uh, the cremation does not preclude burial. Uh, when um, if someone does dis- decide to go the cremation route, uh, th- that doesn't mean that you cannot take the cremated body and and bury it. Uh, in fact, the the law, because the, according to the law, the cremated body is no longer a body. You can do whatever you want with it. But according to our theological understanding of things, it still is the person's body. And so it, buried in the ground, you can bury it in a cemetery plot. You can put, place it in a, a mausoleum, which a place set apart for uh, the bodies of people until the resurrection. Um, whatever you do, we don't we don't want to get in this habit of of spreading ashes in places. This is not a this is certainly not a Christian confession of the resurrection. So even if we go the cremation route, we can uh, we can find a place to bury the body. All right. So it, uh, we shouldn't bind consciences, but there is a a great testimony in, in uh, body burial for the sake of the resurrection. Well, yeah, uh, yeah we I mean. Oh, ten seconds here. Go ahead. All right. Well, we'll we, we we ask the question: How can we best confess the resurrection? And that's what we want to do. All right. We'll be right back for more Table Talk Radio. Don't go away. Rocky Mountain High, 
you really are listening to Table Talk Radio. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio, everyone's favorite Lutheran theological game show. And uh, we have an especially difficult buzzwords today because we're now down to three segments to work them into the program. Um, See, I was afraid you're going to work in mine when responding about cremation. So, (laughs) therefore, I I somehow forgot. If I actually already said the buzzword, I think I get extra credit for it. Okay, deal. Not even knowing what it was. Deal. Okay. Well, my buzzword for you is I don't have we had this one yet? Amillennialism. Oh. And this is the teaching that there is no literal one thousand year reign of Christ, but the uh, thousand years spoken of in Revelation is referring to the the reign of Christ from uh, his uh, crucifixion to then um, his ascension and then also in the present day. Whew, I don't know how I'm gonna get that one in with what we got left. Uh, my buzzword <laughs> for you is atonement. Which in its root just means covering, but it's the idea that uh, God's wrath is atoned or covered over by the blood of the sacrifice, especially the blood of Jesus. Uh, he atones for our sins. So, If I was using your handy-dandy little uh, Table Talk radio show card, I wouldn't have forgotten the buzzwords. Yeah, get with the program. <sighs> I know. Okay, the, we're playing <laughs> Christian or Secular. This is where we play a, a song uh, from wherever, and... Pastor Wolfman has to determine whether this is a, a song from a band who calls itself Christian or a secular <laughs> band. How many points for each one, by the way? Uh, 300. Woo, man. Uh, maybe that's too many. Well, we had to adjust up our points because of uh, inflation, point inflation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So this, this, that, that point, that's a cost of living adjustment right there. 300 <laughs> points instead of 200. <laughs> because you use them in your daily activities all the time. <laughs> well, you do because remember we talked about how Carrie gives you points for like taking out the trash. You, were, I called you the other day. You were you were folding laundry. So how many points did you get for folding laundry the other night? Uh, thousands. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I, I get I get to keep all of my Table Talk Radio points for myself. Okay, uh, let's play Christian or Secular. Pastor, is this song a Christian song or a secular song? Here it is. Can you 
this this game is pretty good because, I mean, I've got no idea. <laughs> what in the world was that? Um, it reminds me of those like the PBS Celtic music special. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, all right. I see you've sent me the lyrics here. Uh, uh, this is good because I was having a little bit of trouble understanding the low notes. <laughs> 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 Let's see. I couldn't save you from the start. Love you so it hurts my soul. Can you forgive me for trying again? Your silence makes me hold my breath. Oh, time has passed you by. Usually those uh, O's are good markers that it's a Christian band. <laughs> you gave up the fight you left me behind you'll always be mine i know deep inside all all uh, all that's done's forgiven um oh i have this could be either one i mean this is <laughs> it's so vague i'm uh, so it's just a 50 50 for me i'm going to say that this is uh, s- uh, some sort of oh, it's, I'm gonna say this is a secular song. You're gonna go I'm with gonna secular. Okay. I'm gonna go with secular. Uh, that is correct. This is oh. uh, <laughs> from a band by the name of Within Temptation, and the what? name of the song is Forgive. I have no idea what this this is. I've, this is kind of what sparked this game because I came across these these bands who um, apparently are no. And it's actually, do you know what it is? It's more some of these more kind of. I don't know if I can correctly to to call it this, but kind of gothy type type bands, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they have a lot of this kind of spiritual type music. Uh, this same band, I, I deliberated um, using this this song, but they have another song called um, "Our Solemn Hour," where they where they quote this uh, uh, inaugural address by Winston Churchill, "Our Solemn Hour," and then then the, then the chorus goes. Uh, it sings Holy Spirit in Latin, Sanctus Spiritus, save us from our solemn hour. I'm like, what are these guys singing about? That it's all this, you know, if, religious see, if they, almost. If they type. would have, if they would have used the Latin, I would have known instantly that it was secular. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm glad I didn't use that one then. Because <laughs> no Christian band would use uh, uh would sing the Sanctus in Latin. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's too liturgical. <laughs> uh, but I—it's I, I, just been kind of an interest of mine. Is, is what? Why are these type of bands using music like this? Yes, I—I I don't see. I—I uh, I don't know. I mean, I, it, this could have been either way. So uh, it was just a really a, a lucky guess. Uh, but still, I have three hundred points to show for it. But <laughs> all that's done, forgiven. You'll always be mine. I know deep inside that all that's done's forgiven. I mean, that could have. You know, I mean, maybe this song maybe has more gospel than uh, a Christian one. That's really we, we, we could we could put this through the praise song cruncher. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would be pretty bad. <laughs> okay, if well, this made it. no, this song would come out on the on the on the on the praise song cruncher of oh, this high mystical content. You know, very vague, no sentences because that's um, <laughs> that's what kind of. It makes it almost Christian, really. Uh, this is really sad. The, va- the very fact that we can play this game is a, is a statement in itself. So, Yeah, true. Uh, do you want another one? All right. I've, I'm I, ready I, for I, round two. I only have two more. Okay. Okay. Well, that's well. all right. I'm ready. I, that'll be 900 points. <laughs> okay. Well, here here's your next entry. 
What did you say when that song it was It sounds on? like it was just getting started. <laughs> I said I can tell your taste in music. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I just uh, turned on my iPod. and All right. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe there's something to be said about uh, this genre. I waited for you today, then. but you didn't show. No, no, no. <laughs> I needed you today. Where did you go? You told me to call. You said you'd be there, and I haven't seen you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Look, I, I don't. I mean, that right there is you, you can't say that's Christian. There's nothing Christian about it. But, but then look, I cried out with no reply. I can't feel you by my side. So I'll hold tight to what I know. You're here, and I'm never alone. That sounds almost like uh, what we talk about. Look, you got to believe what the Lord's word says that He's here, even when it doesn't feel like it. Ah, but then how could this? You told me to call. You said you'd be there? I don't know. I'll have to think about it over the break. Okay, you can think about it over the break. <laughs> what do you think about this? Send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org, or visit our website, tabletalkradio.org, and click on the forum link. We'll be right back for Pastor's answer to Christian or secular. Don't go away. More Table Talk Radio. This is my new favorite game. This is Chris Rosebro, captain of Pirate Christian Radio, and Table Talk Radio is PCR's top radio program right after Issues Etc., Fighting for the Faith, Sermons from Holy Trinity, The God Whispers, The Gift, Radical Grace, SoCo, Higher Things, The Feast, Dying to Live, Living Water, Words of Hope, Internet Monk, and reruns of The White Horse Inn. Tells me I am wrong. Well, I know I'm not. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. 
everyone's favorite Lutheran theological game show. And yeah, everyone's you favorite, know it. <laughs> everyone's favorite radio program that plays Christian or secular. Uh, this is the new game <laughs> set before <laughs> Pastor Brian Wolfman. There, he's determining whether this song uh, is Christian or secular, and the lyrics went something like this: "I waited for you today, but you didn't show. No, no, no. I needed you today, so where did you go? You told me to call. Why did you sing it? Why did? Wait, wait, wait! wait. I didn't want to hear that. I want you to sing these lyrics. I could play it again. Let me play it again. Oh, 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 yeah, all right. You can give us a little 30 seconds, but you could just chant it, maybe. Why don't you give us a little Gregorian chant for this here? <laughs> I cried out with no reply, <laughs> and I can't feel you by my side. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Welcome to Table Talk Radio, where everyone's favorite radio program where we put contemporary songs to Gregorian chants. I was thinking about making a CD. Uh, Saint Gregory sings the top forty. <laughs> Can you imagine on a, with a cape walking down a hall, chanting uh, some sort of uh, Taylor Swift song? <laughs> Maybe this is Taylor That'd Swift. Be a YouTube hit. How well do you know Taylor Swift? Is this is this her song? Huh? Uh, no, oh, I don't. Okay. No, I don't think. Uh, look, I think th- this song. I'm gonna have to say. Uh, even though it's terrible to say, I'm going to say Christian. You think this song is Christian? Well, it's not Christian, but I oh, think oh, it's yeah. sung on by a Christian artist or by someone who claims to be Christian under the guise of being Christian music. That's what I think. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you are correct. This is uh, hey, hey, this is from um, a band by the name of Barlow Girls. What? Like this I'm is just straight off my iPod. I told you. <laughs> now, the, what? See what this, this first stands. If you just played the first stanza there, I would have never said um, the Christian. But then this last part, where uh, you're here and I'm never alone, I'll hold tight to what I know. That's just—it just doesn't make any sense for someone to say that to to some real person. So you have this made-up kind of goofy idea of God that makes you able to say that sort of thing. So, Right. This is uh, experiments in the God-girlfriend genre. <laughs> Except for, I guess, in this case, it's the boyfriend, because it's these uh, ladies singing. Yeah. By the exceptionally way... Exceptionally high voices. Uh, well, it, it's funny you should say that, because this last one is no exception. So I wonder if there's something to the fact that uh, this genre of... You know, women singing really high. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that to your own your own discernment, I guess. So, although we have one more, are you ready? Are you ready for the last round of oh, I am Christian ready. or secular? Here it is. I think just already I can tell it's Christian. <laughs>
there you go. Whoa. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> hmm. Hmm. Uh, now, so the question now stands: <laughs> Is this a Christian or secular song? Boy, oh boy! Uh, the I'm chorus. trying to kill the pain, but only brought more. I lay dying, and I'm pouring crimson regret and betrayal. Whoa, it's pretty intense. <laughs> my God, my tourniquet, return to me salvation. Hmm. Here, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, yeah. I was, I was going to s- send you another stanza that wasn't played, but am I, am, I don't want to. I'll, I'll let you talk about it after you guess whether it's Christian or secular. The, there's, so much, there's a lot of kind of religious imagery in this thing, of course. I'm dying, praying, bleeding, and screaming. Am I too lost to be saved? Am I too lost? My God, my tourniquet. So it's, it's almost like uh, right on the edge trying to sort out if God can still have me sort of thing um uh yes yeah, so i think i mean i can't think of a secular band that would kind of that would say this sort of stuff so i oh you might be trying to trick me though which i think is probably yeah. what's happening here <laughs> but i'm gonna go ahead and guess uh christianish <laughs> christianish um yeah so you want to know then if you got another three hundred points? Yes. All right. Uh, no, this is actually Evanescence. Evanescence. Yeah, oh, I didn't read. Evan. Uh, they named them. The band named themselves after you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't heard that Evanescence one. Evanescence sounds a little bit better than uh, Vicar Gagline Essence. Really? You think? I've heard they, they they were going for my last name first, but they couldn't get it to work out, so they went with my first name. Just a vicar essence would be good, but you'd have to change it to seminary essence after <laughs> next year, assuming you pass your vicarage. So, uh, so this d- is a secular band. Yeah, that's right. My, Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Um, did you get the lyrics I sent you just now? The, this uh, last stanza says, My wounds cry for the grave. My soul cries for deliverance. Will I be denied? Christ, Christ, tourniquet, my suicide. What in the world? I, I don't understand it from any perspective what that's talking about. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, it has Jesus' name in there. It must be Christian. <laughs> oh, brother. Doesn't Evan, I've heard of Evanescence before. Well, they, they must sing some other songs. They do. One of their songs that, that uh, I don't know if it was their first one that was kind of popular, Bring Me to Life. Uh, I don't know if you remember that one, but um, everybody thought that this was some new Christian band at first because, oh, look, these great Christian Christian lyrics bring me to life. Yeah, there. <laughs> well, it got me. Look, it got me. <laughs> oh, so I was stumped on the last one. I was uh, then only have 600 points from this. Uh, this is really what an amazing sort of thing that the that this secular band has actually more kind of religious content than the than the uh, so-called Christian band. Yeah, Yeesh. but I think maybe the the point that's being made here though is that it's it's religious uh, or even Christian terminology, but so confusing you can't sort it out. And uh, so confu- that's right. It's it's if you make something unclear enough, then anybody can go for it. Yeah, and so I mean. Here you have this one talking about 
God and returning salvation even has the name of Christ in there. So therefore, you know, I can't tell what it's talking about, but it's using those words. So therefore, it must be a a Christian song. Um, But okay, so let's let's play this. We'll do one more. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Is this a Christian or secular? Here it goes. All Christians who have been baptized, you know the God of heaven, <laughs> and in the daily life is prized the name of Christ once given. Consider now what God has done, the gifts he gives to everyone baptized into Christ Jesus. Is that secular or Christian? <laughs> this is You can just open up to the hymnal on any page, and it's like, That's Whoa, exactly what that's, I did. <laughs> that's, that is Christian. No, that's exactly right. I mean, th- there is something, I mean, there's something to be learned here is that when we are speaking and communicating, first of all, we have to speak clearly in, in sentences, etc. I mean, we, we, you have to communicate this way. You can't be so vague that you can just read anything into it. Uh, and, and the second thing is... Um, uh, that that the, the uh, th- there's a danger of not saying enough. Uh, th- there is a danger when we start to talk about our faith and what we believe and all of this that we uh, that everything we say is right, but we just d- don't don't say enough. So we say something like, "Oh yeah, God is good." Well, it's true, God is good, but but you're not saying enough when you say God is good. You have to say how He's good. He's good because He came down into our flesh and our sin and our death and died for our sins. Uh, and if you don't get to the, if you don't get the goodness that far, if you let it sit there in, in some sort of abstraction, and you say things that are uh, very vague so that people can agree with you, then you're just you're not speaking as a Christian. You're not you're not saying enough. Right. And so I mean we we want to hear in, I mean th- this is kind of because we could have a whole other discussion here about you know what music do you have in your car to entertain you? I mean we've we've talked about this kind of before. Um, but but it's interesting that, that these bands will come out and say, you know, we're going to be a Christian band, and we're going to put Christian music out. And then they put out music um, to try and make a, sell an album to make it successful, but they're selling it to, to everyone in, I mean, in the world. And so the, the more worldly they can make their, their music, then the more it sells. I think there's something to be said there. Yes, uh, that's right, because the gospel is not uh, a marketable commodity. Very good. Okay, well, Ten Commandments in the News is next up on Table Talk Radio. It's where we read a news article and determine which Ten Commandments are being involved in the news story. We'll do that right after this break. Don't go away. More Table Talk Radio with Evan and Pastor Wolf Miller right after this. Ask me why, but you've been listening to Table Talk Radio. And we're back, Table Talk Secular. Radio. <laughs> oh, by the way, you don't get 300 points for guessing that that hymn was a Christian hymn. Sorry. <laughs> That's too easy. 
This game, Ten Commandments in the News on Table Talk Radio, everyone's favorite Lutheran theological game show, is where we read different news articles and we try to determine which Ten Commandments are being involved in this. And we added a little rule to this game, too, that we try to talk about uh, what talking points you'd use to discuss this with someone. Kind of combined it with our casual apologetics game. Yeah, although this existed first, I think. But true enough. So many games, <laughs> I can't keep track. I know. We need like a so, an index of games. So much fun. <laughs> it's hard to handle. Yes, that's it. Uh, okay, so um, well, tell us, Pastor, um, I think you're, you're the one that came up with this game. Why, why do we play this game anyway? Because we always want to be... Look, the Ten Commandments really give us the entire structure of the entire universe. I mean, when God gives us the Ten Commandments, he's protecting all these gifts he gives in creation. So as we're going about our daily lives, we're encountering things, uh, and we want to be able to understand them theologically from the Lord's perspective. And the way that we do that is consider the Ten Commandments and the Creed and the Gospel and all of this. But especially when it comes to the news, we always want to be thinking in the categories of the Scriptures. And, uh, and that means thinking uh, with the Ten Commandments. So the w- reason we play this game is so we can give it a shot. We can get you guys who are out there listening started, and then you can do it every day. When you read the news, you can say, what commandments does this have to do with? You can ask your children, etc., uh, etc. Et yes, that's right. Table Talk Radio Fun doesn't have to be limited to one hour a week. You can oh, extend yes. it for your seven days a week, 24 hours a day. You can give out fake points. <laughs> Wouldn't recommend it, but you can. You can. <laughs> okay, just be careful not to give away too many, you know. We we don't want it to become a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. All right, what do you, what's your first uh news article? How about this one? Blasphemy Day events set for September 30th. Uh, Amherst, New York, September 25th, 2009. The Center for Inquiry will draw attention in several major cities across the continent this Wednesday with its robust participation in International Blasphemy Day. Events are scheduled for Los Angeles, New York, Toronto, Indianapolis, Washington, D.C., Austin, uh, Tucson, Tampa Bay, and Amherst, New York. Uh, September 30th is the anniversary of the original 2005 publication of the Danish cartoons depicting the prophet Muhammad, uh, etc., etc. Participation in Blasphemy Day is part of the Center for Inquiry's larger campaign for free expression an effort to focus attention on one of the most crucial components of free thought, the right of individuals to express their viewpoints, opinions, and beliefs about all subjects, especially religion. Quote, Placing religious off-limits in social discourse is just another gentler way of prohibiting examination and criticism of religion. So there you go. Here's some of the events. Uh, a blasphemy contest to create a phrase, poem, or statement that's considered blasphemous. A free expression essay contest, a cartoon contest, and the launching of a new website, Please Block Us, featuring reports on recent censorship attempts and controversies, etc. Now, th- <laughs> this is ridiculous. Uh, what This is so fascinating, though, that that, um, that the, this group, this skeptics group, wants to, uh, under the guise of uh, expression of free speech and expression of religion— um, that they can then take that to then bash religion. I mean, bashing religion isn't a religion, so it's not really an expression of religion. But we're gonna say, oh well, we have the freedom um, of of our own religion, so we're here. There, ergo, we can have blasphemy day. Does that make any sense? 
Yeah, I think the I think the thing that would win the blasphemy day contest is to say something like there is an absolute truth. <laughs> because <laughs> that, that's, that's the good. worst blasphemy for these guys, you know. That's a good point. I mean Well, thank you. Here here it says the motivation behind blasphemy day is not simply to come up with ways to offend religious uh the religious. That's not the only point. It's also <laughs> meant to call attention to human rights. Boy. Especially the right to free expression, etc. Wouldn't that be fun? Where where's this being held? Uh, didn't you hear? Uh, Amherst, oh, Los yeah. Angeles, oh, New yeah, York, yeah. Toronto, Indianapolis, Washington. Now, wouldn't that no be a Denver, kick? Though. If you live in one of these areas, go to one of these places and, and stand up with, when, with your poem and read a, read a poem about how uh, there's only one truth and that, uh, uh, I don't know. That, that yeah, Jesus died and rose again yeah. for your sins. And this would be the worst blasphemy. Blasphemy! <laughs> <laughs> Which is remarkably a little bit like what happened in the Gospels. I think that's really kind of a classic sort of thing because I think if you got up and said something like that, you actually would make people angry. I mean, people are going to be coming up there and saying things like "God you can't has his finger his nose" or something like this, and everyone will, uh, you know, laugh, etc. But then you get up there and you actually say the truth, and then uh, everyone would go berserk. I know. Really? You, you should try it. You can't say that. We we have freedom of religion here. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a blasphemy. Oh, wait a minute. It's a blasphemy contest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, listeners, well, you have your homework now uh, by uh, uh, from Evan there to get to the blasphemy contest and and uh, read the Apostles' Creed. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so first commandment is obviously at play here. You shall have no other gods. Uh, that's that's a little obvious. Uh, second one is also rather obvious. Uh, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Uh, and so these people who are getting up to blaspheme the name of the Lord are afoul of the second commandment. Um, third commandment, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. They are also despising um, the, the hearing of God's word. Um, they are also uh, taking, you know, they're, they're probably going to take some, some sort of a verse out of the scriptures and, and uh, twist it or say how ridiculous it is. So, that, you know, mocking God's word, that's a breaking of the third commandment. Uh, fourth, fifth, I don't know. What else do you got, Pastor? That's good. I mean, one and two is the big one here. Yeah. Okay. Well, very good. I oh. mean, there there might be a third com- uh, or sorry, a tenth commandment issue. They're coveting uh, their neighbors' holidays when they start making up their own holy days, you know. Hmm. But uh, that's a bit of a stretch. All right. Well, I have. An- All right. Good work for you. Uh, I'm going to give you some points. Uh, Two hundred points. Two hundred. Come on. One for each commandment. <laughs> okay. Wait. I said three though. I said one, oh, two, and three. You said one for each. You're right, 300 points. All right. I'm only half behind you. All right. None of us have worked on our buzzwords, by the way. Good luck with that. (laughs) It's impossible. All uh, millennialism. Let's hear what your new story is. I I tried to work in atonement with uh, Evanescence, but it didn't quite work out. (laughs) Okay. This one is religious leaders seek health care for illegal immigrants. Um, Parishioners of law... Pakala Church in L.A. asked to call members of Congress to urge undocumented residents inclusion for reform legislation. Um, So here, okay, calling access to health care a moral and spiritual imperative. Los Angeles religious leaders and their flocks are urging congressional leaders to include illegal immigrants in any health care reform plan. Okay, so what do you think, Pastor? Uh, Should... Um, is, is including 
illegal immigrants uh, imperative as a as a moral stand, as a moral oy, and spiritual oy, oy. imperative. <clears throat> I the, here see I, I maybe I don't know if it is or not, but the. Uh, but the problem is that the here the church is calling the government to do it. I mean, okay, is, is health care? Yeah, is health care something that uh, uh, that each person should have? Well, fine, yes, people's health should be taken care of. But is it the is it the role of the government to to provide that for people? As far as I can see in the scriptures, the government is supposed to keep people safe, uh, but not to keep people healthy. Uh, that uh, is a is an individual or a family sort of thing. Now, when someone is really down and out, um, uh, you know, really uh, uh, impoverished, and they and they don't have a family to help them, then the church can come uh, and help. This is the idea there too, but the, it's a strange sort of thing when the church is calling on the state to provide something that should be um, uh, there in families. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, a, a exceptional confusion of the different estates. I've often wondered how the church would be treated today if 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 the church was on the forefront as it should be of providing for people's health, and so we didn't we didn't lean on uh, we didn't lean on the the state to to provide for all of our health care and all of our needs and welfare and all these things, but that the ch- that the church assisted those who are poor and needy. Um, how the how the church would be in different light. It's kind of a vicious circle because the uh, the more the I mean the government doesn't just well I mean I guess they can't just make print money but that they're taking it from everyone else then and uh, but the government has to get the money from somewhere to pay for all the the charity so they take it from other people and if it wasn't taken from them then they would have more to uh, provide for people with charity and hospitals and stuff it's kind of a vicious circle. Um, all right. So here, here's an interesting thing. You you sent me this article. I'm gonna the Roman Catholic Church, the nation's largest, 67 million members, considers healthcare a basic human right. Position articulated in a 1963 papal encyclical by Pope John the 23rd, uh, so that they believe that illegal immigrants should be included in any health care reform plan. We have about half a minute here, Pastor. Uh, I think this is I. I Healthcare stuff is fifth commandment issues, caring for your neighbor's body. But I think the commandment really that's in play here is the fourth commandment. Uh, it's a confusion of the orders of creation and the orders and the estates of man in society. Uh, so I think the fourth commandment is one uh, is the one being acted on here. All right, oh, we're out of time for we're, the whole show. We're out of time. Sorry, uh, but you can uh, ready for another segment. <laughs> Well, tune again then next week to Table Talk Radio. But thank you for listening to Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like a person without sin. There's nowhere to be found. <laughs> You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like to answer your questions concerning theology, the scriptures, or anything else. Send your questions to question at tabletalkradio.org or leave us a voicemail message 866-851-5523 be sure to check out our website tabletalkradio.org thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio